0: Good afternoon good morning. This is Mark Johnson from Loyalty 360. I hope everyone's happy, safe, and well. I want to welcome you back to another edition of our Leaders in Customer Loyalty series. In this series, we have the privilege of speaking with brand leaders about what they are seeing and hearing on the front lines of customer channel and brand loyalty. Today, we have the pleasure of speaking with Erin Levzo. She's the Vice President of Marketing Technology for Del Taco, their American-style Mexican fast food chain that also specializes in providing a variety of American foods, and I think at over 600 locations across the U.S. How are you, Aaron?
1: I'm good. Thanks for having me.
0: Absolutely. Uh, first off, for those who may not know about Del Taco, would be great to learn a little bit more about what you guys do and, and how you do it.
1: Sure. Yeah. So Del Taco has been around for a very long time, um, and it is QSR, right? Drive through, pickup, delivery—all the things that have now been added on. And we sell amazing tacos. We have burritos, like all of, uh, what you would expect us to have, but then things you don't expect us to have, like the most delicious, uh, double Dell cheeseburger that you will ever have. So good. Um, our French fries, our, our crinkle cut fries are delicious. So we have a vast array of things, including our churros that are my favorite as well. Um, again, we're across the country. So when you're visiting any of the 17, 18 States that we're in, check us out.
0: I'm sure people do that for sure. Uh, Also, we love to learn a bit more about the people we're speaking with, uh, get to know them on a little more personal level. Uh, We would love to know about you, your history, uh, your role as El Taco. Maybe a fun fact, Uh, do you have 14 kids? Do you like to uh, uh, deep sea dive, uh, jump out of airplanes? Well, what's a passion of yours? Fun fact.
1: All right. Well, uh, fun fact. Uh, Well, for me, I recently took up during the pandemic ballroom dancing and I never thought I'd be a ballroom dancer, but I'm, I've fallen in love with it. So my fun fact is that I have been dancing and competing in ballroom dancing for fun on the side. And the great thing about it is it allows me to take my mind off work every now and then.
0: That's great. That's excellent. Um, And what do you do for Del Taco? Uh, What what was your history Mm -hmm. before Del Taco?
1: Yeah. So at Del Taco, I'm the vice president of marketing technology, um, but Quick rundown. I grew up in Illinois, went to school, have a degree in theater, uh, graduated, moved out west, uh, landed in Las Vegas, spent 10 years in hotels, hospitality, casinos, which is very exciting and fun. Um, loved it, worked for all the big casino players in Las Vegas, moved to Dallas, worked for Wingstep restaurants, moved to Austin, worked for Freebirds World Burrito, where I was the vice president of marketing and then um, worked for Hathaway, MarTech agency, uh, leading CRM Loyalty. And then finally was brought up to Wisconsin, where we live now. And I was the CMO of Marcus Hotels and Resorts. And then recently, during the pandemic, took the new role at Del Taco as the VP of MarTech.
0: Okay. Uh, And Del Taco is the finalist for this year's uh, Loyalty 360 Awards, and you're going to be presenting uh, later this month in October. Can you share us a little bit about uh, what you plan to share in your awards presentation?
1: Yeah, well, I'm going to talk all about the app we recently just launched, and we launched it working with Cheetah Digital. um, No other outside agencies. We focused in on driving loyalty, and Del Taco has never had loyalty before, which was crazy to think about that we... We had an app, we had an offers app, but we never had loyalty. We never had built out any type of personalization engine focused on the customer. And so we'll be talking about that. And what recently launched, uh, it launched on September 9th, and we're very excited about it.
0: Okay. Um, When you look at uh, the the new app, the the Dell Yeah loyalty program, can you tell us what the program offers and and what your customers uh, get from the program and most importantly, why people should sign up for it?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So it has intrinsic and extrinsic motivators. So it has the points program, right? Points and earn. Um, But what's different is it allows you redeem for multiple things. We just saw other big brands starting to add that you can redeem for multiple things on their accounts. And prior to that, we had done research and not every customer is the same. So allowing them to redeem for various offerings and various rewards was really important to us, as well as the ability to still offer them offers that are personalized to them, challenges, badges, and interaction gamification that allows the app to be stickier than just, Hey, I'm using it to earn points when I go, because the goal in restaurants, as everyone knows is we're looking to increase transactions or we're looking to increase average ticket. And that app can help do both.
0: Okay. Uh, And as mentioned, you are a finalist in the customer loyalty strategy uh, category, which is usually one of the top two most competitive uh, categories there is. Can you tell us a little bit about what you plan to share in your awards presentation? Uh, And it'd be good to know.
1: Yeah, we'll talk about the strategy that we built going into uh, building this entire program, right? So it wasn't just Hey, let's roll out an app. Hey, let's roll out a points program. It was how does this become a bigger discussion around what is that strategy, including all messaging channels and a messaging architecture that's focused on the customer? So many times businesses build architectures that are focused on hey, I wanna show you an offer. Hey, I wanna show you an offer. Hey, I wanna show you an offer. Instead of focusing on what does the customer actually wanna see and how do we make sure the right message. And we, we've said this for years, but the right message gets to the right customer at the right time, but we're actually starting to do it now. So that's what we'll be focusing on is the strategy that what we looked at as we were building this and wanted to empower by working with our partners to empower the system to be able to do for us. And it was a ground up build.
0: <laughs> okay, great. When you look at uh, some takeaways that attendees uh, can learn from uh, attending your session, what are some key takeaways that uh, you think brands would be able to kind of discern from your session?
1: Yeah. So I never like to hide anything. So it's going to be like, what did I learn from this? What not to do? And I think oftentimes I, well, not often, sometimes I run into people who don't want to share the negativity, right? They don't want to share like, Hey, don't do that. Like, here's what I learned. Right. Not just the positive. I learned a lot of positive things going through this process, as I've done on many of our mini app launches in the past. But let's talk about things that maybe I've learned from this experience. My team has learned from this experience. And if we were going to reinvent the world and we started all over, I would make sure not to make these moves that I made before or things I've even learned now since launching the app on modifications and changes that we may make in the future. I think those are really important and I want to be honest and open and transparent because we all learn from each other and we all have different businesses, but at the end of the day, why recreate the wheel if you don't have to?
0: No, I think that, that's interesting. That's one of the things that we see we at world 360 we have a pretty rapidly growing uh, brand membership. Uh, we meet quite frequently with them and the openness, camaraderie uh, between uh, industries, even inner industries like QSR. Uh, you know, we have a number of uh, quick service restaurants or members they, they share right there. Cause I think there's a, a understanding and realization that if you share and contribute, you're more likely to get mm-hmm. something back. And if you have uh, a more reticent approach where you may not want to share and be open, I think, uh, you know, giving leads to giving and, uh, uh, giving leads to getting and you just can learn a lot more if you're open because yeah. those discussions, technology is more complex, uh, just the uncertainty around everything is, is very challenging for brands. So having a peer network that can share, I think, is, uh, is very important uh, today for sure. Agreed. Um, so when you look at customer loyalty, we always like to talk to the brands uh, that we interview uh, to get an understanding of how they define certain terms. Uh, and there's obviously nothing more important than, than customer loyalty. So what does customer loyalty mean to you and to Del Taco?
1: Yeah. So I think the word loyalty, and you guys might disagree, get sometimes gets a bad rap, right? Especially with people who don't understand what it means. So they go, oh, you're talking about a punch card, or you're talking about a buy one, get one, or what, whatever they might come to terms with it being, or they many times in the past when I was at other restaurants and I would talk to franchisees, they'd go, oh, you're telling me I have to fund a bunch more, right? No, true loyalty is not cannibalizing your sales. It's actually motivating and encouraging customers who already love you. People don't download your app or engage with you because it's their first visit. They typically don't show up for the first time and go, you know what? I'd really like to have this app on my phone. They already have shown some sort of love or passion towards your brand. And so now we're cultivating that and continuing to engage with them. And it really should be, in a lot of ways, a two-way conversation um, or at least felt like a two-way conversation. So for us, it's really having that connection with our customers and having that tribe of people that we know are true Dell fans.
0: Absolutely. I think you touched on this a little bit. One of the things that we continue to see is... Technology is changing rapidly. You built out uh, this this new app yourself, which is great to hear from a, a strategy and and, and and you know leveraging technology. It's great to see. Uh, but ta- uh, the technology is a challenge. Uh, most organizations are strapped. From a technology perspective, from a talent perspective, so um, they, they leverage uh, you know others as they can. But technology does it work? Does it not work? As you said, kind of the, the you know the failures are there's a lot of them. And I think learning from them is important, but getting the technology right is a big challenge. So, <laughs> what are some you know uh, uh, kind of the, the challenges that you see with regard to technology and getting it right?
1: Yeah, uh, well, it always comes down to time and resources, kind of like what you touched on, right? So. Do I have the people? Do I have the money? Do I have the time? Um, and everybody's expectations are always that it goes faster than it ever does, right? So especially in technology, in the IT world, in the marketing world, they wanted it yesterday. And so setting clear expectations is really important. Um, some of the other things that we see are when you're enabling and rolling out any type of technology, making sure it's clear that no technology is seamless. I don't care if you're implementing. it it doesn't matter what the solution is. It's never, I have never, ever, ever in my career rolled out something where I'm like, well, that didn't have any bugs or fixes that needed to be made. And so making sure those clear expectations are set up up front with with stakeholders so that they know that it's not crazy to have a bug or a fix that you need to. What, What is important is how quickly you're able to react to those things when they happen. And so I think that's something that when I think about technology and learning from it, it it comes back to setting clear expectation about what it takes. Um, I've always said if there was a silver bullet in marketing, in technology, we wouldn't have jobs. I wouldn't have a job. There's no silver bullet. There's no gold medal. It is all about making sure we can iterate, grow, and learn together and setting those clear expectations.
0: Absolutely. When you look at... uh... Customers. They're definitely changing. We, we hear that consistently. They were changing before uh, COVID. Uh, they continue to change through. How do you think your customers are changing? Uh, and then maybe what, what about the industry? Are there the same kind of challenges with regard to the customer expectations, what they want from a service level uh, an organization? You know, how, how are customers changing in general in the, in the QSR industry?
1: So I'll say, I, I don't think it's just the QSR industry. Although um, that's part of it. I think it's all industries before the pandemic even happened. We had, uh, we knew we were getting compared to like Uber and Amazon, right? The moment one click shopping came out, Walmart was all over them going, Hey, we need to look at that too. Right? Like, and that was years ago. What the pandemic did was accelerated. It, it just moved everything faster. And everybody went, wait, we need tech in hotels. We had to put keyless entry before we would have to fight for budget to have a phone open a door in your hotel room and be like, no, we want to switch out all our locks. It's really important. We do that moment. The pandemic hit, all of a sudden all that budget was approved and people were like, go, 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 let's get this because we need this hands-free, this like, don't touch. Um, people started using credit card instead of cash more. We saw that throughout the pandemic, right? All of those things didn't just impact our industry it impacted everybody's industry in our, in Del Taco, in the QSR space, we saw people going through the drive through more because they had to, they couldn't come into the restaurant. We saw them wanting the curbside delivery service providers, like your DoorDash and your Uber Eats of the world blew up because you couldn't leave your house or you were afraid to leave your house. So I think all of those things aren't going away is why I say that it's not, Hey, it was just here for a pandemic and now it's done. What we did was we got all these people over the hurdle of using the technology in this way people that had not used it before. And now it's sticky. It's on their phone and they're interested in using that technology. So that's what I think has changed. And that's how it's changed for our business. Our customers expect it now. It's no more like they don't go on DoorDash and go, like they don't go, why isn't a restaurant here? They expect your restaurant to be there. It better be there. So um, I think that's really important that the customer expectations have lifted, technology has accelerated and we have to maintain that now. I also think that customer service, for years we've said customers expect immediate gratification, right? They want a response quickly and they want a human to respond to them ideally um, or a quick uh, iBot experience. So with that said, it's gotten shorter and shorter and shorter. And I think we're all in our industry looking to figure out like, all right, how short does it really have to be? Could it be 15 minutes? Does it have to be five minutes, which is what the study shows? And so I think that's continuing customer expectations rise. They expect immediate response and how we sustain and and do what they expect, right?
0: Absolutely. What do you think the next big thing for your brand's approach to customer loyalty is?
1: It's continuing to iterate that we are still in the infancy of a rollout of a brand new Delia yeah Rewards, which is very exciting. And if you download the app, you get two free Del Tacos, right? We want people to interact. We want people to engage with us, but we are still in the infancy of growing this amazing consumer engagement platform. That's going to have lots of stickiness to it when it comes to that. So I think the next iteration of that is the full strategy that goes along with everyday engagement. Right now we are in the Let's grow and grow fast, and then it becomes the journeys, right? What journey are we taking these customers on and who's in what journey when and how is that, that architecture of messaging really triggered by each customer so that it is true personalization and not just mini micro-segmentation?
0: Absolutely. Um, when you look at your competitive set, the QSR industry, as we mentioned, is, is evolving quickly. Uh, there are a number of uh, organizations that are focused on customer loyalty, either from a programmatic perspective or an app perspective, or just more holistically, big picture customer loyalty. And what efforts do you see from your competitor set, and what do you think you are doing that kind of sets you apart that differentiates you and your offering?
1: Yep. So, one thing I think that makes us different is we really look at the full funnel approach. So, it's not good enough that our team is only focused on just the app or just the email database. They all are tied together, right? We're looking at everything there. Then we look at the media that plays a part into that, into the acquisition and the ability to follow them through the journey. So I think that's really important. I know it's very nitty gritty, but that does, I believe, send us apart because we are nimble and lean enough that we kind of touch everything. And yeah. that's, That will, I will tell you is one of the only positives about having a really lean, nimble team is that you don't have a choice. You are touching and involved in all of those pieces. Um, And so because of that, we don't have those silos built out. I do think that I'm constantly talking to my peers, talking to competitors and what they're doing. We are all um, focused on the journey, the journey building and the ability to, uh, to make sure that personalization pays off and what that looks like. Um, And so we are constantly sharing ideas to figure out, all right, did something they do work or did something we do work and how would that translate to what they're doing, right? So it's been an interesting uh, whirlwind the last year building this, but I do believe that what we have built is going to grow into something even bigger.
0: Okay, great. When you look at uh, your journey, um, you know as uh, you know, what can Loyalty three hundred and sixty do to help you, your team, uh, in your customer loyalty journey?
1: Um, continue to educate—it's really important. I believe that uh, at a certain point in marketing technology and technology and digital, we often don't continue to educate ourselves because things change every single day. And understanding the whys behind things, so bringing those things to the table. Um, I love what you said about the peer-to-peer networking. I think that's ultra important uh, because it is, it's mind sharing, it's brain sharing. And I'm smart enough to know that I'm usually never the smartest person in the room. And there are a lot of smart people I can learn from. So continuing to bring those things together, I think is really important.
0: Well, thank you very much, uh, Aaron. It was great hearing from you. Looking forward to meeting you in person in uh, a few weeks later this month. I look forward to hearing more uh, on your session. And uh, thank you very much for taking the time to talk to us today. Likewise. Absolutely. Thank you, everyone, for watching. And looking forward to seeing you at the end of the month in October as well. Have a wonderful day.